Hey, yo, what it do, y'all? Y'all already know what time it is. Season 3, episode 58. And tonight I ain't late. We got a special guest in the building. None other than DJ Roots Queen herself. So let's get into this intro so we can start this show, you know? What's up, y'all? What's good? It's Thursday, and you know what that means. We are live. Let's go. Tell a friend to tell a friend that we just checked in. Shout out to everybody tapping in. I need you to like, comment, and share tonight's show. Let's go. get others to play with the cards you deal. The best deceptions are the ones that seem to give the other person a choice. Your victims feel they are in control but are actually your puppets. Give people options that come out in your favor whichever one they choose. Force them to make choices between the lesser of two evils, both of which serve your purpose. Put them on the horns of a dilemma, they are gored whichever way they turn. If you agree or disagree with this law, tell me in the comments. For more daily quotes on the 48 Laws of Power, follow this account. Yeah. Y'all know what it is. I gotta get my applause first, y'all. Before I say anything, y'all know me, man. I got to accept my flowers any way I can get them, you know, because people don't want to give them to you. So I got to get mine every time I do the show, you know. So look here, man. You already know what it is. It's after 9 o'clock, and it's your man, C-A dollar sign, I-N-O-R-O-U-L-E-T-T-E, Casino that is, I'm the host, the innovator, and the creator of this thing right here we call the B-Side. And y'all see right beside me, tonight's special guest is none other than DJ Roots Queen. And I'm talking about Zaytoven's official DJ. I'm 
talking about the co-founder of Zaytown Global. I'm talking about she's also a part of the DJ, the coalition DJs that is of Atlanta and the founder of Rule Girl Radio. Right beside me, once again, I got none other than DJ Roots Queen herself. What up, dog? Hey, what's up? How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Ah, thank you so much for coming through and kicking your heels up on the B side tonight. You know what I'm talking about? Yes, absolutely. So look, I wanna I wanna get right into this thing, but before I get into this thing, I wanna say thank you for taking the time to come over to the B-side because you could be doing anything else tonight, but you chose to spend some time right here tonight and I want to say thank you. Thank you, I appreciate it. Absolutely, absolutely. So look, as you can tell, I'm excited, you know what I mean? Like anytime this camera cut on, you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's a party for me. And now it's even more special because I got you in the building. So I want to go ahead and get this interview started so the people can find out who is DJ Roots Queen. Okay, so with that being said, that's the first question. Matter of fact, for those that don't know, tell us, who okay. is DJ Roots Queen? Well, I first foremost have a love of hip hop and a love of all music, but especially hip hop. And I've been in, I've been a DJ, been in the game for 25 years. Come I've been in the southeastern hip hop market for the past 13 years. I would definitely say two, 13, 14 years. And I have my own podcast. I DJ for Zaytoven. I work for his label. I do a lot of artist stuff, just whatever needs to be done. I'm the person that does it. I have my own podcast, my own radio show. I still DJ and I do marketing for artists. And that's me. I like that. I like that. You sound like, you know, um, you sound like you and I are cut from the same cloth because you're a woman of many hats. You know what I mean? And people don't know, but they should know if they watch this show that you have to be like that in this industry. You can't just be, you know, one dimensional because if so, you're like a dinosaur at that at, at that state. You know what I mean? So uh, salute to you for doing the things that you do. Now, let me ask you a question because I know it's on the mind of our listeners and our watchers. How did okay. you come up? How did you come by the name DJ Roots Queen? Okay, so the name DJ Roots Queen came. It was actually given to me. Okay. And on most DJs, I will tell you that somebody gave them their DJ name. So okay. it was 2006, and I was DJing for a band named Rocksteady at 8. And this is in Davis Island, which is in Tampa, Florida, where I'm from. Um, okay. It was a really cool group because they did a lot of different different songs they didn't really do covers they did their own songs and stuff and it was rock steady sky reggae and they wanted me to be their dj um during their intermissions and they wanted me to play reggae music and so i did and i played songs that i like and the lead singer his name was jason he was actually nigerian he wasn't jamaican but everybody loves reggae, as we know and <laughs> and he said everybody give it up for the roots queen and i was like that's it that's the name that's it right there Come on now, come on now. So now, now listen, uh, mm -hmm. a Jamaican. 
can give you your name, then that means that he saw something rooted in you. You know what I mean? To give you that name right there. So uh, it uh -huh. had to be the love that you say that you have for this thing we call hip hop. He must have saw yeah. it, it zooming out of you. So he was like, yeah, it's coming from the roots. And that's a queen. Yeah. So let's just put it together as roots queen. Yeah, exactly. Whether it's hip hop reggae, really anything that is music you know like related that's going to be remixed in the studio anything like that Come and on. i think from um definitely my childhood love of hip-hop and reggae but also you know i also really enjoy different types of um remixing in general whether it be electronic or deep dub or big b you know it doesn't matter uh -huh. what it is have uh -huh. the new amount whatever the current wave is it's, i've been on all of them you know so just ride, ride them all out See, that's how I know you're a real DJ. You know what I mean? Like, 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 your name is things outside of the norm. That's how you know you're a real DJ. Okay, now, now that we got that solidified, my question to you is this. How mm -hmm. did you start? You know what I mean? Like, how did you start at such a young age? Because I did my research on you. You started, like, at the age of 17, right? Yeah. So how did you get that start? Well, my, really, it was kind of a sad story that I just turned into something positive. But my dad, he died in a car accident when I was 17, and I was just absolutely devastated. And the only place that I had, I know this is weird, but the only place that I felt comfort and had comfort was at, you know, clubs around with my peers. And a lot of it, it was either any kind of club. It could be in Tampa. We had DNA. That was, like, more alternative. We had Ozone. That was, like, the rave, the after-hours type stuff. We had different types of stuff at the masquerade or they would have hip hop shows, you know, just anything like that. And just being around people that were my age, that were not from the country where I was from, that were like, had, were, were more like city minded. Cause I mm -hmm. grew up outside. Well, actually I grew up in Tampa, moved in with my dad until he died. And then I moved back to the city. So I had this like experience of like feeling like I didn't fit in where I was because I was like in the country and everybody like made fun of me for being, I don't know, trendy, I guess, or beautiful. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> who knows what, who knows what's on the hate of mine? Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I from a place like everywhere I was going, I was, people was like hating on me and stuff like that. And this was the one place going to raise and stuff was like the one place where I could go where everybody was like happy to see me. And I was like, wow, everybody's happy to see me and nobody's mean. This isn't like high school. <laughs> I like this. And I just started DJing at different after parties, like around people. I started dating a DJ, started buying records. And within six months, I was like DJing out at clubs and stuff like that. And was really drum and bass back then, but that was what really caught onto it um and then when that scene kind of started to i don't i don't know i don't want to say fall off but just you know after the like 1990 to 2000 after 2000 like the old school ravers kind of like grew up and did other things you know right 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 i was more into doing like I don't know. I was, I was, if I was in Atlanta at that time, I would have probably been hang, hanging out at Union. But I moved here, started going to the mark, started DJing at nomenclature. These are like old Atlanta places. Come on now. Come on now. I'm old Atlanta. I'm, I'm with you right now. You know what I'm talking about? When you say going to Union and all that, come on now. Let's get it. You ain't talking to no young boy. Let's go. I ever DJed in Atlanta was actually they used to have a lounge next to Strokers. Come on. And we 
that out. Like, and then I also DJed. Where's somewhere else crazy that I DJed at? I DJed at the, the church, which is now Believe Musical. I DJed at um, the Globe. I DJed at a lot of different places. A lot of different places. Late. I, I don't know if you remember the on Northside Drive. Wait a minute, what's the name? The Library on Northside Drive. The Library on Northside Drive. Look, I, I'm from the West End, so I should know that. I'm slipping like a bad transmission. Yeah, huh? it was by Northside Tavern. It was like a little past Northside Tavern on the left. It's been closed for years and years and years. The Atlanta that's now is not the same Atlanta. I know. Listen, I tell I tell Scrap, I tell everybody, you know, look, I'm from the old Atlanta. This new Atlanta, I'm like a fish out of water. You know what I'm talking about? But I'm, I'm, I'm trying to get acclimated, though. You know what I mean? Like, I'm, I, I won't be wearing, you know, the small clothes and all that, but I'm trying to get acclimated into the new Atlanta. But, uh, you know, uh, now that we know, now that we know that you suited and booted, check it. What has been mm -hmm. the hardest thing to learn as a DJ, and especially being a female DJ? And the hardest thing to be able to learn as a DJ is when we're girls, we're always told sugar and spice, everything nice. And I think that because of that, like a lot of female DJs, they like, we undersell ourselves. If that Thanks. makes sense. Like, yes. Getting, yes. More, getting more opportunities. If we would just speak up and kind of be almost bitchy, but then people were like, oh, people don't like bitchy, but really you kind of have to be that way sometimes, but people will try you a lot. And it has nothing to do with be, what color I am as a woman, because a woman is a woman, period. A lot Absolutely. of people don't realize that just because there are more women, we still are a minority because of the way that we're represented in the workplace and in different parts of society. So I'm still a woman and even more of a, first of all, I also am Jewish. So that's probably where the guy saw a lot of the, the old school root stuff with me. So that's probably why I didn't know that until I was like 19. I was already like DJing and already into everything. And I was like, oh, that's why I'm different. And I, never, <laughs> I still don't really fit in. And um, just being a woman is really hard, especially when you're the only white woman wherever you go. It like can kind of be self-conscious at times. Mm -hmm. And that's why I really, as of today, I'm gonna kind of just stay off of Facebook or just like, Stop reading people's comments so much because it's like, it seems like all that anybody talks about is who should be paying for something in a relationship. Everybody all wants to talk about Happy Meals. People want to argue <laughs> about um, who's better, white women, black women, and then all these women want to come for me. And I'm like, listen, I don't like guys that talk about either of us like that. You know, like, <laughs> and you should <laughs> <laughs> so you constantly swinging back and forth, huh? Like, dang, let me leave uh, it alone on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, and you know what? The way that, that's also a new thing because you gotta, you gotta remember. Like, I've been DJing for 25 years. Like, all this stuff. This is the first time that I've even really heard that people had any type of problem about anything. I'm like, dang, y'all felt this way the whole time. We had had to write it, and I found out that y'all don't like me. Oh no, we like you. We, <laughs> It's a certain, I was like, well, listen, don't attack the allies. Attack the actual racist people, please. I'm not, I'm not part of the bullshit. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So just like anything that has to do, I don't know, I just, I just really have to just stay away from certain conversations. I try to stay away from conspiracy theory conversations because there's, you have the people on Facebook. You got like five different types of people on Facebook or any type of social media. You got the people that 
are into every single conspiracy and then can barely <laughs> even spell. And then you try to explain to them about like astronomy or something, and they're like, "Oh, that just sounds like yeah, that's what they that's what they." <laughs> You know, I'm not gonna live my life in fear. I'm gonna do my research and know what's real and what's not. You, you know what I mean? Talk that talk. You better say it. Listen, <laughs> you, 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 you sound like you sound like me and my brother. You know, like at the end of the day, one thing for sure, two things for certain. Being a female in this music industry, you must be a pit bull in a skirt. You know what I mean? Like they say that you <laughs> shouldn't be, but you got to go for yours. You got to have that, 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 that testosterone, that fortitude sometimes, you know what I'm saying? And a lot of people have been like, told me like a very, like, like mean, I'm like, I'm not mean. It's just like today I have an intern. She's inside the, my set and she pulls out a bag of chips and she's eating right there. And I was like, you know, we just cleaned up in here. And my executive said, yeah, I just got done back in. And I was like, girl, go eat out there. I was yeah, like, right. oh, I didn't know. I thought you said not to get crumbs everywhere. I said, man. <laughs> Your sound went out. And so damn nice and everything like that. And let people walk all over me in my studio. And I'm like, no, you can't eat on my set. And I thought, <laughs> and then, you know, I haven't even been that mean. And then they'll be like, oh, I don't think she likes me. I have don't, not like anybody. I Listen, don't, but you gotta yeah. be that way. Be that way. You know what I'm talking about? Don't let up. Keep uh, your foot on the gas. Eat it. They don't realize they need the type of tough love that they need. Come on now, because one thing I know about being in this game for as long as I've been in it is that the weak don't eat. You know, you know what I mean? Like, like, like I, I. It's two things that I learned in this industry, and that's number one: the weak don't eat. And number two, the older you look, the less you get booked. <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. Yeah, I'm in the gym every day. I'm very, very lucky. You know, I'm, Come on, the, man. I'm very, very lucky to, but I also make sure that I take a lot of good care of myself. That's another Come thing that people try to tell them. I'm like, first of all, I really wanted to be like, why are you eating? Why are you eating those chips? You have Crohn's <laughs> disease, and that's not good for you. You know what I'm saying? You're already yeah. over already in your 20s if you want to look like me when you're my age get yourself together yeah you're gonna have to get yourself together. <laughs> yeah i spent like two and a half hours of gym some days waiting to, just to make sure that if it goes down nobody's pushing me over i'll stand my ground you better you know, know it you better fast. know it. <laughs> come on now you better know it listen listen i i, I advocate being in shape you know what i mean like um I, and one thing I wanted to say too, you know, uh, my condolences to, you know, the passing of your father. I was in a traumatic accident with a little scrappy myself and um, I almost died. So I can attest to, you know, like uh, it's a lot of trauma that you deal with, you know, um, in the midst of whomever is going through what they go through. So my condolences, my applause to you. And uh, I just want to say, yo, I'm I'm rocking with you. I've been checking you out. You know what I mean? Like I'm rocking with you. I see how you move and the things you've been doing, and I got a double hand salute you. But I got a question for you though. Okay. How did you become the official DJ of the legendary Zaytoven? A lot of people have been around him and stuff like that. And the number one way that I did that was I just made sure that I always had 
something to bring to the brand. Like, come on. When been working or when I'd been around them for like less than a year, I had already like booked an interview for him with the Source magazine, you know, and I'm like, oh, these, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I was selling, I was like bringing money to the table. That's like the number one thing that you can do. Like Come I on, actually they had a DJ and because I did that, like they did, they would have other people open for him. Like if I wasn't there able to go and they never liked it. So they just it started flying me out. To open for him, you know, because I'm that knows what not to play before he's gonna play. I know what song he's gonna play. Um, you know, I actually, you know, Zay has a lot going on. He's got his children, he's always in the studio, always in the studio, always doing something. Like, he's got some big sessions coming up in the next couple weeks. So, you know, I'll get his computer together, make sure that he's got all the hottest stuff, and I make sure one, one is clean, one is dirty for wherever he DJs. So, he doesn't really have a lot. He doesn't really have a lot to do. Um, and a lot of people just don't really even know how to get a good mix of old music and new music and R&B and different stuff together to where he could be anywhere and, and make everybody happy. Come you on, know? People don't understand how significant it is to contribute to the brand. You know what I mean? Like anybody and everybody, let's just speak in hypotheticals. Anybody right. and everybody can rap, Sing, dance, DJ, you name the shit that's called entertainment. Anybody can do it, but not everybody can hustle. Not everybody can be about the business. And that's the most important part because they don't understand that it's 5% entertainment and 95% business. Uh -huh. So yep. what you I said is, is key. I'm sorry. That's why I was like, and I told you, I was going to make sure you never can fire me. That's what Come I said. Come on now, that's what it is. And you really, add into I it. Yeah, you know, just not even necessarily for this business, but just for any business, because I feel like there's still more that I need to know. I might know the music business, but I still don't understand like how like a corporation runs or anything. Come on now. I can learn. But marketing, that's the number one thing. And the reason why I did that is because even just being around Zay and just being around all these cats um, at all the time, all these people throwing me music all the time. I got, and that's another thing too, is that, you know, when I was like in the 2000s, I was really like a party rocking DJ and I was cool with that. I never even really was gonna get into hip hop the way that I was, it, but y'all came and got me. They were uh -huh. like, hey, play, play my music. And I used to like reject it. And I'd be like, no, I don't wanna be a showcase DJ. I don't wanna do that. And I was like, you know what? I'm already a female. They're already not giving me the same kind of opportunities that they're gonna give everybody else so if these big labels are like inviting you to these listening parties they want you to help throw young thugs listening party they want you to do that you need to do that because that's an opportunity regardless of what anybody says because a lot of people were mad at me after like i sold out and stuff and i was like um but how you sell out when you when you working you know what i mean yeah i was pregnant yeah exactly that was like you want me to stay around and be broke like i was talking to jurassic five about that today Come about on, like, everything with Funk Flex and they were talking about how he's just like a corporate payday my guy and everything. I was like, listen, I was like, why should Flex? And I was thinking, I didn't want to get into the argument because it was a Facebook thing and I didn't want to get into some of these arguments on Facebook. But my situation is this, it's like, yeah, Flex is being, I think that they're being, both being clowns right now, especially what I saw on Instagram earlier tonight with um, him talking about Pete Rock being a snitch. I mean, who cares? Like it's a, it's a New York Nets team. That's it. They love to do. They love to do it. Okay. And the thing about it is this at the end of the day, in Funk Flex's defense, 
he's not. That's the thing. He's not. Nobody. He's not. Nobody's entitled to fun Flex's playlist. Pay, uh, playlist without if they're not contributing to his to him and his brand and his lifestyle. What he's got going on. Like, is he, does he have to play Wu Tang Clan all the time? And you're not even cutting him a check? And he's playing this on New York radio, making y'all millions of dollars and getting all these bookings. And as a DJ, I understand that. Listen, a lot of people don't. And I'm glad you uh, made that example because, oh boy, I be trying to tell people the most important thing to learn about this business is that it costs. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, you can record and you can be the nicest rapper. You know what I mean? But mm -hmm. don't nobody care if you're not spending the money to reach the masses. If you're not spending the money yep. to connect with the DJs, the playlist curators, the people such as myself that opens up the door and their platform to give them an opportunity to be seen and heard. Like, it, 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 it costs to do certain things in this business. And it doesn't necessarily always cost money either. That's the thing that Come people on. don't understand. The thing that they want to do is they want to just like get in my inbox and send a link and not even say hello or anything like that. Yeah, I'm going to pitch you. If I like it, I'm going to pitch you what it costs for me to help you and be on your marketing team because we don't have a relationship, you know? Now, somebody like Amaretta that pulls up on me and gives me the first interview and gives me a song for Ruger Radio Volume 4 that just came out, she don't, like, I'll do whatever for Amaretta and she'll do whatever for me. It's not about money at that at that point in time because we made money together. Come on now, come on now. And I'm glad you touched on that too. Like, come on, like, see, this is why yeah. I, 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 um, ah, come on, this is why I'm glad you're here. To help me, then you, like, you, like I've got something that's going to help you. Come you know? on now, come on now. It's like you got 800 followers. If you repost me in my in your story, that's not even going to do something. Quavo puts me in his story. When I play his record, when he's in the club, boom, puts me in his story. Friggin' 127,000 on a reel. You know what I'm saying? That's worth a lot of money right there. In itself. Come on, Come on I mean, now. I know how much those reposts cost. It costs like $1,000. Come on you now. Come on now. And I'll be trying to tell these people. They be like, can you share this for me? Can you share that for me? No, 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 unless you're making that cash out make a sound because I know how my posts go out. You know, like I, I'm, I'm watching the analytics, you know what I mean? Like I know how an organic post, especially my organic post from Meta to Instagram to TikTok, you know what I mean? Like I know what my posts do. So if I'm going to do that for you, just like you say, if you got 800 followers, you know, like I'm really finna, I'm finna bump you up. So yeah, pay like you wait, scold like you owe, baby. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what people want to do is they want to, they want to find somebody that I already did the work and have them give them their sauce without having to pay, having to Come. pay up. It doesn't work like that. Hey, I told you know? somebody the other day, I said, look, this just like McDonald's giving away the secret sauce. You know what I'm saying? Matt, you can't walk up in McDonald's and say, hey, what's what's this sauce on the bit, Matt? And they say, well, it is, uh, nah, baby. Only way they gonna tell you, only way you gonna know what that sauce is is you gotta buy a Big Mac. So once again, you gotta spend some money. So, hey. Hey, man, say, man. And it's not, like you say, it's not just about the money, ladies and gentlemen. Take that into account and make sure you pay attention to that. It's not about the money all the time. It's about what are you bringing to my brand. So, and hey. To, yeah. 
It's, yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. It's what are you bringing to the brand? What are you bringing to the table? You know, and a lot of times too, the people are leery about stuff like that. It's because people want to come around and they want to sit at your table, and then next week they've got their own podcast and their own marketing company after listening and writing everything down that you said for a week. Come on, come on. <laughs> Don't do that now. Come on, Ru. Come on. Don't do that now. Now, now, now. Hey, now, now, now. You about to make me jump up out this chair. Cause I know. Lord I know. Everybody, the best of luck. But I'm just letting you know, if you don't have, and I was talking about this at the America's Realist podcast earlier, and um, we were talking about sponsored content. And I was like, boy, I was like, I know it's inflation. If gas prices wasn't so high right now, you have no idea what kind of sponsored content I'd be buying for myself. Organic content, it took me like eight years to get Revolt and rolling out and everything to talk about me. Almost <laughs> a decade. You said I can go hire PR, I can go to Dirty Glove Bastard and I can just pay them and they're gonna talk about me? Where do I sign up? And people are lucky to be even offered that now. Because some of these platforms don't even do that. Oh, man. Like, Listen, listen, you, you talking my language. I, I'm so glad that you speaking like that. And listen, I'm not even, I, I want y'all to know, ladies and gentlemen, this is not a coerced interview. She is speaking from the heart. So this is the stuff that I talk about all the time right here on the B side. Thank you. So I got a question for you. Being the co-founder of Zaytown Global, for those that don't know, tell the people what exactly is Zaytown Global? Okay, so basically, we have so many people hitting us up every day that it became hard for us to give everybody the attention that we needed to give everybody. So, okay, so first of all, the reason I'm the co-founder of Zaytown Global was because me, Zay, and Digital Dope, our manager, <laughs> we were sitting around and we were knew that we were going to do this Red Bull culture clash and we were going to go against, who did we go against? Um, we went against not Michael. That was a different. That was a different year. So I was going to. We went against the frequent flyers, and we. I think Fuego had a, a team, and then the the she's a girl EDM Mija Mija Mija. She had a team. Uh huh. So um, that was pretty cool. So. We had to come up with a team name and we already had Zaytown USA. And I was like, well, we're definitely going after international vibes. So I was like, it should be Zaytown Global. And then we launched it from there. And we've actually had a beta version and then we've redone it like twice, I think. And we're really happy with the version that we have right now. We already have um, a few thousand artists on there. And it's just really a way for us. To okay, first of all, the platform has a way for everybody to upload their music. My music's up there, all my mixtapes and everything like that. And it's got a whole algorithm so you can organically see who's on the site and who's liking what. You know, mm. it's not huge like Spotify. So that way it's like way smaller than that. And that's why we did that because we wanted to have our own music platform with our own fan base and our own people. So that's what Zaytown Global is about. It's about basically being able to reach out and talk to and touch all the fans instead of just them getting unanswered DMs and, you know, an email a year later. <laughs> okay, so let me ask something because I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued now. Now, you uh -huh. say that uh, um, artists have the ability to upload their music to the platform? 
they can sell it. They've got, it's like a whole, like, it's a whole, like, artist portal in there. And then we have A&Rs that go through all the music and stuff and check things out. Especially we go in there and see what's trending and stuff. So um, we need, uh, we need to push that right here on the B side because I know a lot of artists that can, you know, actually get some value out of that. So um, I want to, I want to help y'all push that over here on the show as well, because that's something that. And there's a free account, but there's, we also verify accounts and we have, um, we have a $99, it's $99 for the year. And it's a pro account and that way you can sell your music and stuff like that. We have producers on there. It's like a really great way for people to find people that make beats, people that are looking for this or that, you know, and it's just not so, it's not so like clicky like Instagram. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And more importantly, and more importantly, it's the ability to build a connection. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. So if artists see it as I see it, take advantage of it because that's what this game is all about connections now yeah i got a question for you now uh -huh. you being the co-founder zaytown global you uh -huh. part of the coalition djs uh, i mean being a, a a woman of many hats how do you find time to bring it all together well it's all about time because you know i also you know i'm a homemaker i'm a housewife i'm a mom i teach my son homeschool it just really depends. Well, first and foremost, I really wouldn't be able to do any of it without my son because my son helps me do whatever I need him to do in the house, and I get the trash taken out, and things like that. And that gives me and opens up the free time for me to cook for my family, get everything situated, uh, maybe go to the gym in the morning, answer phone calls and stuff like that, take a little nap, and wake up. Well, you know, today I was on air, so from about I went to Fellini's after I got off air, and then I laid down from about 7.53 until 8.53. <laughs> okay, a good hour. Yeah, I don't really know what it is. We had Maya Chantel on the show today, the girl, she's um, she's on, um, she does the skits with Country Wayne. Okay. She's a, it's so funny. She's one of the Country Wayne actresses and she's, she's just amazing. She's fitness guru. She's insanely beautiful and, um, I don't know what it is, but whenever we record live, it's very draining. Yeah, trust me. I can attest to that. Live sets, live broadcasts. Oh, my God. Yeah. Hey. Okay. We've heard about all the other projects, all the other situations, but let's talk about Rude Girl Radio. What is okay, Rude well Girl Radio and, and, and where did that come from? Okay, so the Rude Girl Radio came from, okay, so originally it was a mixtape and it wasn't called Rude Girl Radio. It was called Rude Girl Rock and it was like an old school mixtape that I did. It was just for fun, you know, it wasn't to make any money or anything. It was just a creative project that I did that I never released. But um, Fletcher Bates, he lives in Macon, but he was like a big consultant back in the day in the like 2010s era, like early 2010s. He hit me up and DJ Clue was looking for DJs for Desert Storm Radio, which was his new online radio station. And so when I thought of a name, I was like, Rue Girl, Rue Girl, and I just thought of Rue Girl Radio. It was perfect. It, you know, it, it embodies my whole aesthetic and everything that I was about, you know. Like, the one thing that a white girl can be is a Rue Girl, because that really just comes from England, even though I'm not English. You know, I'm just like, okay, where can I, where can I get? Come on now, come on now. <laughs> myself and be who I really was 
you know, Listen, you still- <laughs> dopeness don't have no color. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it, it don't matter what color you are. If you're dope, you're dope. You know what I mean? That's that, that, that don't have no color. Yeah, well, the whole aesthetic, it's just the, a particular style of dress, which is edgy. You know, we might wear some loafers and some checkered pants. We might, you know, be, we might have tattoos. We might dye our hair black. You know, not really goth. It's not the same thing as goth. It's like yeah. a little not punk either. It's like <laughs> more flavor than that. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I got you. I get you. I get you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, now I'm I'm digging the persona, and I want to shout out your 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 natural helper, your son, the one who you know is the glue to your projects. So I want to shout him out too. And uh, now, what his name job. is? His name's Ivy. He's 12 now. Ivy. Shout out to Ivy. You know what I'm talking about? All the all the dope twelve year olds. That's the glue to every mommy project. You know what I'm talking about? So yeah, I mean, I'm telling you, if these kids are falling apart, that's why you gotta hold your kids together. Because the more you hold your kids together, the more you hold yourself together. So it doesn't matter what it is. It doesn't matter what I have to do. I'll literally drop everything and help him with whatever he needs to do to make sure that he gets it done, like whether it be baseball practice, karate, waking up in the morning, you know, like we got to train these kids. There's too many in these young adults that might not have gotten it because I think the parents are too, they're too friendly and lackadaisical now. Like we need to bring strict parenting back. Come on now, we need to bring, yeah, yeah. Kids ain't too big to get their ass whooped. Yeah, bring that belt out if you got to. Yeah, I'm with that. I'm with that old school parenting now, you know what I mean? But mm. <sighs> I've it learned was all how- a dream. Do it in a way where I won't go to jail. But <laughs> <laughs> really, the thing about it is that you have to remember about these kids is that they are way softer than we were. You Absolutely. know, like I, I, by the time I was his age, I had almost been initiated into a gang, had home, <laughs> had hitchhiked to a two short concert. You know what I'm saying? Like these kids, <laughs> are, you just gotta be like, what are you doing? And they're like, ah! you know what I'm saying? You like, don't hurt their feelings. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with yeah. it, I'm with it, I'm with it. <laughs> so look, yeah. I got a question for you. <laughs> for those, <laughs> for the people that's looking and, and, and watching and listening, if they want to work with you, want to get in contact with you, how can they reach out to DJ Roots Queen? Okay, well, you know, I always talked in all of my own personal accounts. I have A&Rs that are inside Root Girl Radio on my Instagram, but that's it. And then I share an email with my A&Rs too, because I've got to outsource it. So it's taken me a long time, but I really feel like I found the right people that can speak for me and listen and know whether I would like something or not. So that way I can just get more done and go through more music because it was just like hard to reply to everybody all the time, but I still made a point of doing it. I still made a point of doing it. I'm one of the only people that even does, you know? (laughs) That's dope. So, okay, you can always email me coalitionradioatl at gmail.com and one of us will always go through and give you some feedback and get back with you about what we think. If it's not ready, don't get mad at us. It just means that it's not ready. And it usually has something to do with your engineer and it being mixed and mastered properly. There's so many dope songs that I hear and it sounds like a loud-ass cowbell. The vocals sound like they're back here. <laughs> and I'm like, man, who engineered you? Yeah, this is another reason why it's important to be able to accept feedback. Nobody comes on this earth 
well, some people are naturally talented, but even when you're naturally talented, even if you're freaking LeBron James or you're Kobe Bryant and you're naturally talented, Kobe still practiced every day, every yeah. single day. Come on. And I, and I have heard people improve. Like there are people that were so terrible, but I was like, you know what? Let me not just tell them they're garbage and they just need to quit like how an online hater would do it. Help them get better, you know? Mm -hmm. And they got so good. I was like, wow. I was like, now you just got to be able to get the marketing budget up. You got to a certain degree. And the consistency is really important. And listen, if you're from the hood, you know, I love my trap music and I love my guys and everything. At some point, especially when you start really making money and stuff like that, you got to choose between the streets in your career. Because there's too many artists sitting in jail right now that too many of us didn't say enough. And I'm not here to save hip hop. That's the other thing. So I'm not some, you know, white savior. That's, I'm here to save hip hop. Yeah. Like, that's the thing about women is that we always have to have like some like specified lane and we have to like have this like caring, nurturing meaning behind why we do business. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, like do, they don't have to talk about why why this is their passion or why that is their passion or whatever, you know, but I definitely am going to make sure that I let and any artists that I work closely with, if they're with another label, I don't really have a lot to say about it, but just keeping these artists out of jail, keeping their nose clean because jail is not where you want to be guys. Trust me. Like at all. And they act like, they act like they straight, but they aren't, you know, they'll tell you all day long. Oh yeah, man, everything's going to be fine. It's going to work out. Da, 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 da. They scared. They, they were just not going to show weakness like that, but it's a really scary place. And in prison brings a lot of trauma as well. A lot of people can't escape from it. Uh, hey, listen, I, I, I'm letting you take the wheel. I'm just on the passenger side. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because everything that you just said is, is everything that I advocate. Like, uh, yeah. You got to separate yourself from the music. You know what I mean? Like every actor, you know, once they say cut, they not still living those roles. You know what I mean? Like they go home and become the person that they was before they stepped on that set. And that's what rappers yeah. nowadays got to do. They got to separate fiction from reality. And sometimes it's reality, but when you yeah. spit in it, you got to act as though it's fiction. So you yeah. must make that separation. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to go to jail, you know, some of the stuff that I hear, I, I was listening to Pooh Shifey verse and I was like, oh, I see, at the gym, I was like, ooh, I see why you're in jail, you said that, you shouldn't have said that on that record. Come on, now. Play off the DMs, like, Come on, now. But look, 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 now that we right there in that lane, it's all about educating themselves, you know, like, you, it, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. You know what I mean? Like you can say everything that you want to say in a rap song that's derogatory if you find the right words to say it. You know what I mean? And that's when it comes to reading and 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 going to school, ladies and gentlemen. You got to go to school. Uh, what's that girl name? Glorilla. She she got on by by winning the spelling bee, pretty much. You know what I mean? Like shit. She's spelling her words. F R E E. If she didn't go yeah. to school or at least had some type of education, she wouldn't know how to spell. So I advocate yeah. intelligence, ladies and gentlemen. Like we gotta, we gotta put that back into hip hop. Advocating intelligence, advocating peace, advocating just thinking. You know what I mean? Like all that gotta come back in. Kodak Black and Black Youngster. Those are two guys that they have these like personas when they're like on social media and they're out and about and they're in the public. When I, last time I hung out with Black Youngster, he lost a bunch of weight. He was sitting there just listening to all the DJs, telling him about Lil Me going to all the rest of the artists. 
And it was like the complete opposite of who I see on social media. You know, these people don't really be, act like that all the time. Like, Cody, you think Cody acts like spaced out and stuff all the time? It'd be like a act. Like we all have our personas that and masks that we put on to society, especially if you're an entertainer. It's like oh, the number one. And also, it's just like, I, I don't mean to sound lame and, and I don't want to sound like an old fogey or anything like that, but all that stuff that your granddaddy and your grandma and that all the executives are telling y'all is like, you got to, you got to really bite the bullet and realize that you're not a victim, that you have to take responsibility for whatever it is that you did to put yourself in a messed up situation. You know Come what I'm now. saying? Come on now. now. If, if you no, throw it all God. away, blame yourself for throwing it away. Yeah, and it's just like, it's just like anything. And it's just like, I hate to bring this up because this is one of the things that was really, really hard, the hardest for me was everything that happened with trouble. Some A man of high value like that should have been at home in his damn bed. Not because he's not cool or anything like that. It's just because there's too many, there was too many, it's a whole music label. Like, like you are worth a lot of money. You don't need to be out anywhere at 3 a.m. Anything can happen, you know? <sighs> Listen, I be trying to tell these people. <laughs> Morality <laughs> keeps you alive. Come on now. And it's not about being a sucker. It's not about growing up and no. being soft. It's about growing up and recognizing yeah. who you are, what you have to give, and what you got to lose. More importantly. Yeah, you're not going to grow up and ever grow up if you did. Come on now. <laughs> Come on, man. Listen, we hey, hey, hey. I think I think, you know, like uh we don't sound like the cool kids right now because what we are saying is actual factuals. But I feel as if you say it like like psychologically. They say if you hear anything more than seven times, it becomes, you know, a memory to you. You know, you memorize it. So I feel as if we say this more often than it yeah. will stick in hip hop. You know, like grow up, ladies and gentlemen, grow up. It's cool to grow up stop acting like peter pan not wanting to grow up grow up at your age that's what i'm all about that's with females like i am an advocate for all female rap i like it when it's edgy and dirty and nasty because that was one of the things that i liked about hip-hop i liked hip-hop because it was like kind of derogatory kind of edgy and they cussed and i was like oh this is you know this is different when Absolutely. i was like 12 13 and women are finally getting a chance to express themselves the way that men always were able to. And I think that everybody should like leave them alone and let them talk their shit. That's what I, I think. And, but, but here's my thing. I, I can agree with that. I, I don't want to, yeah. you know what I'm saying? I can I, agree with that. Let the women do their thing. But at the same time, I think that women, the, the woman side of hip hop needs to evolve also. Need to have yes. that, you know, the one that's not talking about what's between their legs but talking yeah. about what's up there in their head. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, it needs to be a balance when it comes to the female MCs. So that way yeah. they're not getting beat up as much. You know what I mean? So For that's that. when it goes yeah. back to being, that's when it goes back to being more, you know, accepting of the smart people, you know, and less okay. accepting yeah. of the cool people. But listen, we did that with Amaretta, with the Atlanta song. We did that with, Lotto just did that with um, her song, that's a, a, about Roe vs. Wade, and they hated that too. And people, you got to remember, there's like a lot of people just really like hate women out here. Believe yeah, it or not, absolutely. Of, but we do, they're gonna hate it. So they might as well do what they want. <laughs>
personality that you exude online most people know yeah. not to come with that so that's probably why you don't get that you know yeah, because yeah. i don't get a lot of hate mail neither you know so every once in a while i do but it's always like from a fake account or something it's know? always from yeah. a sucker yeah you can't you can't dodge yeah. a sucker now it's hey, if long uh, as you living you're gonna come across a sucker so yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> she <laughs> you ain't immune to that <laughs> <laughs> I got a question though. Now you know what I'm saying because I don't want to. I wouldn't want to take up too much of your time um, because I know you are a woman that is, you know, um, definitely pressed for time. So in three words, in three words, tell me, tell us, who is DJ Roots Queen? And the original boss DJ. <laughs> I thought you were just gonna say the original, but you came with all three. The original boss DJ. I'm rocking with yep. that. Come on now. Yep. I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. Uh, yeah, it's saying original Rude Gal boss DJ, so I had to get rid of the Rude Gal part. So I just said original boss DJ. That's like my all time tagline. I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you. Once again, uh, can you tell the people how they can get in contact with you if they're ready to work with you? Yeah, if you're if you're ready to work, um, 
Coalition Radio ATL at gmail.com. Um, no budget is too small, but no budget is a problem. Wait. <laughs> Wait a damn minute. Wait a damn minute. That's gotta, be, that's, gotta, that's gotta be a drop. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Okay. Do it again. Let's go. Okay, okay, okay. I said small budget, no problem. No budget, big problem. Promo back into that one. And then Bigger Rankin always says, free is too expensive. Free is too expensive. Yes. Small budget, no problem. No budget, that's a problem. That's a problem. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I like that. I like yeah. that. Hey, that's how that, that's gonna be the new slogan from here on out. Once again, uh DJ Roots Queen. Rude Girl Radio. Tell them how they can hear Rude Girl Radio. Okay, so you just go to my Instagram at DJ Roots Queen, or you can go to um, the Rude Girl Radio Instagram, and the link is in the bio. I have a link tree. You can Google it. Um, it's in the App Store, Rude Girl Radio. We have a site that's still being worked on. The DJ Queen.com site is like is my main site, um, but you can go listen at RudeGirlRadio.com. But I really like to have everybody go to the app because it's like fully developed and everything and it's amazing. And gosh, hit my DM. If you guys have any requests or anything that you'd like to hear, let me know because I'm full curator of it. I'm actually need to, tonight I'm going to upload some music and throw it in the rotation. Weird music. I'm going to throw some new Afro beats and stuff that I got in. Come so, on, service to people. Service to people. I do. I, do. I got to slide. I got to slide you my record. You know what I mean. I got a new record. I got to slide you my record, Static. You know, so you can bang it on Rude Girl Radio for me too. I owe you. So. Hey, I appreciate it. Hey, this just this right here is just the beginning. So don't even trip. I'm gonna slide you my number two so we can be locked in. You feel me? So oh. we can actually make a connection. But um, once again, before we wrap this up, tell them. DJ Roots Queen, the yeah. official DJ of Zaytoven, co-founder of Zaytown Global, founder of Rude Girl Radio, and she's yeah. also a part of the Coalition DJs of Atlanta. So one more time, one more time, tell them how they can reach out to you if they're ready to work. Coalition Radio ATL at gmail.com. Bam. Boy, hey, 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 I just want to say thank you once again for taking the time out of your busy schedule to come over here to the B-side. This has been a fun interview, you know what I mean? Like, anytime I get to laugh and joke with my people that's on the show, mm -hmm. it's a good one. So, thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you need I me for anything, anytime, anywhere, just hit me and I'm there. All right. <laughs> thank you so much. appreciate it. Okay, and y'all see what it is, man. That was none other than DJ Roots Queen herself, Rude Girl Radio. Uh, listen, man, y'all see her, man. Y'all saw her. And if you didn't see her, if you didn't see her, all you got to do is take the time and press rewind. I'm your man, Casino Roulette. That's C-A dollar sign I-N-O-R-O-U-L-E-T-T-E. And listen, next Thursday, next Thursday, it's up, it's stuck, and it ain't coming down. I got none other than Miss Nicole Key coming right here to kick it with me next Thursday on the B-side. And then look, check this out, y'all. It's 7-14-2022.
My birthday is in 12 days, July the 26th. Come rock with me because I'm doing the show on my birthday. And you never know what I might do for that day. So y'all just tap in, my friend. Look, I'm out of here, man. It's been a dirty Thursday. That was DJ Roots Queen herself. Rude Girl Radio. I'm your man, Casino Roulette. I catch y'all this Tuesday. I love. Flame, big 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 flame,